0: Uh, continuing in the sugya of Einar's Devarim. Yesterday we started the idea of Einar's Devarim being one of the most powerful tools that is possible to ruin somebody's life and even their future. It is one of the most homer things that happens. The Gemara we mentioned yesterday in Bambitziah goes through the sugya of all the gates being closed except the gates of Einar, which means that a person can cause tremendous damage when he... Uses a nurse form. We mentioned yesterday, and we're going to go through some examples today, that Inos Tavorim is not exclusively only words. It doesn't only have to be words of insult, etc. But it can also be a tone of voice, it can be a gesture, it can be even a facial expression. Okay. So it's important for a person to understand that many of the things that we may even do actually fit into the sugya of Aynas Tevarim. What I want to do today is I actually want to go through some actual examples, okay? I want to go through some examples of what a Tevarim is and how it may affect us. I do believe that over the course of these examples, many people are going to be like, oh wow, I didn't realize that that affects me in this way. Like, you know, oh, I do this all the time. Do you with me? I do this all the time and therefore we have to realize that it is considered to be a Tevarim. Okay? Now, Rabbi Isai, we mentioned yesterday. Dovi? Dovi. We mentioned yesterday that um, the Gemara gave us a number of examples of a Tvarim, right? Rafal? Mentioning somebody's past, mentioning what they or their parents used to do, and that is dangerous. So that automatically brings us to the Sugya of hurting someone even in something that he himself didn't do but something that's connected to him okay Rabbi every I, I really believe this is a very important topic and I would ask, ask everyone please to just be with us otherwise um, it's not going to work it's just it's not going to happen it's a very very important sugya this is a sugya that is a very very big part of what we are and who we stand for okay Rabbi the, um, the Gemara tells us in Yuma Pezayin that if a person hurts another Jew, emotionally, even with words, you have to ask Mechila. In other words, it's not, it's not just when a person hurts someone in a physical way, but even when a person hurts someone in an emotional way, that you've upset someone, you have insulted them, that requires Mechila. Okay? Now, People also are under the impression that a Tavarim does not apply to children, that you're allowed to insult, maybe your own, or maybe relatives, that is not the case. Therefore, even parents and teachers and Rebbeim have to be extremely careful when it comes to Anas tvarim. It applies to children, even within the framework of Chinuch, maybe perhaps even more so. To be more careful with people that we deal with all the time. And by the way, this is something, maybe I'll just mention this for a moment. You know, when we meet someone for the first time, we often um, are very easy to be nice to them. And it's very easy to be friendly to them and respectful to them. But unfortunately, over time, when we get extra friendly with someone, so what happens is we lose that sensitivity. And once you lose that sensitivity, it's very easy to insult. It's very easy to be joking around in a joking form, which could actually ultimately be insulting someone. Which is why it's extremely important for a person to realize, especially the people that we're close with, and the people that we spend a lot of time with. Those people are often the people we have to be even more careful of. Because sometimes we are not sensitive to what those people need, and to very much all of their... Um, in a way, they take things as well. Now, the Gemara tells us as well, and this is again recorded in the Gemara in Bar Mitzia and Nantes, that women get insulted even more easier, and therefore a person has to be even extra sensitive not to hurt women. Uh, the Gemara tells us about one's own wife, that if you insult or if you hurt your own wife, and she cries. The Gemara says terrible, about, terrible things about a person that does those things. Because someone that's hurt easier is obviously pained easier. And again, the Gemara tells us that all the gates are closed except for the gates of Einar. It can be a terrible, terrible thing. Another thing to remember is to pain a widow. An Almana, someone that lost her husband, right, her husband died, that is a very, very harsh thing to do. Now obviously most of us are Baruch Hashem, sensitive to these things, but things can come up. Another example that the Torah already gives us is a yosom, right? Yosomim are obviously automatically some people that get more sensitive. And I want to tell you a very, very scary Rabbeinu Yona. The Rabbeinu Yoyne tells us, and this is Rabbeinu Yonah in Shari Tshuva Shari Gimel Dalet, where the Rabbeinu Yoyne tells us that if a person pains a widow or a Yosim, is chayiv misa bidei Okay, we're dealing with a very serious punishment that is very rarely used. We don't really express these things, but if someone pains an Almana or a yosayim, chayiv misa bidei Rabbeinu Okay, we're dealing with very serious things. Let me give you, Today, yes, a few examples of what a nurse worm is. Because we, we, we're discussing a lot about a nurse worm. But I want to, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, so what is a nurse worm? Give us an example, okay? So let me give you some examples of a nurse worm. The easiest example, which is something which is all obvious, and that is embarrassing somebody else. When you embarrass somebody else, even if it is for a joke, and you're doing it in a joking way, that is a nurse dvorim. Again, a know Svarim is one of the very, very serious Haveras. Mentioning someone's past is something that we have mentioned. We'll take questions afterwards. We've mentioned uh, previously yesterday, we mentioned it again this morning, that when you mention someone's past, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you were a girl who used to be eating McDonald's a couple of weeks ago before you went to the mikveh, or you're a Bolshuva, and therefore what were you doing, you know, in your previous life. That's obvious. But even if it's simply talking about a bacha and yeshiva, who at the beginning of the year was doing whatever he was doing, because it was the beginning of the year, and the middle of the year, towards the end of the year, whatever it is, he decided to start up, he decided, that's it, I'm you know, cleaning up my act, I'm getting towards Torah, I'm enjoying this, I'm going to show up, I'm going to learn, and that was, a, I remember what you used to do at the beginning of the year, you remember when you used to go, that's horrible, that's a nasty volume. that should not be done. If someone is doing well, don't be jealous of him. Just do the same as him. If you can't beat them, go join them. That's how it is. People are often jealous of other people. I remember what it used to be like. Why they do that, by the way? The simple reason why they do that is because they feel themselves much lower than him. He's higher. So in order to push him down, instead of putting yourself up, you push him down. How do you push him down? By insulting him about what he used to do. And that makes you feel better. Because now I'm equal to him. I pushed him down. What really you should be doing is bringing somebody else up, meaning yourself. In other words, you bring yourself up equal to him and then you won't have to insult him. But the idea is, and unfortunately people do this. I think everyone in this room recognizes or once heard, or even understands a person that could do that. You see a guy who's doing well, beginning of the year you were doing, whoa. That's Einar's It's probably Lashonor and Rachidus. Who knows what else it could be as well. But it's for sure Einar's Tevarim. And by the way, you don't know the power of what you're doing. You don't know what it could be causing. I remember myself in Yeshiva, right? I was, Baruch Hashem, I was learning very, very, very well. And I remember, Ad HaYoy by the way. I'm going now back 22 years, I remember the guy, I don't, remember. I don't even know if I've seen him since, by the way. So I like I see him all the time, I never speak to him, I have no idea where he is right now. But I remember Ado Yomazer, the Bacha and yeshiva, that said to me, oh, you got to be careful, and this, and he started like, know, it wasn't crazy, I don't know, but it wasn't nice things. He was trying to like, you know, don't be so stark, don't, don't learn so much, and blah, 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 blah. Then it upset me, baruch Hashem, it didn't affect me, and here I am today. But, you know, it could have affected me. It could have proved who knows what. I could have said, you know what, forget this whole thing. I'm not interested, right? Who knows what would have happened to my life at that stage? And that guy, by the way, I guarantee you today, has no idea that he said it, but I still remember it. I'm him 100% and Baruch Hashem, I have no problem with him, and he should have Baruch of Atslach in his life. I have absolutely no bad feelings for what he said. I'm probably bringing over a point to you to tell you that I remember 22 years ago a Baruch telling me something which wasn't even so bad, but I remember it, and at the time it upset me. Like, who are you to tell me such a thing? Seriously, I'm trying to work hard, I'm trying to do my best, and you're trying to tell me that. We have no idea the Korach of our actions. How, what will happen? after 120 years of living in this world you show up to Shamaim and they say to you okay you had a good life but you did one major problem you see that guy over there that guy over there was meant to be the god Or that guy over there was meant to be the biggest Balchesed. he was meant to do amazing things you when you were bach and yeshiva made a joke to him and he got upset and he decided this is not for me he left yeshiva or he decided not to pursue whatever it was it was and boom his whole life changed because of your one thing that you said, his entire life with all future generations changed because of your one expression, one word, your one sentence, whatever it may be. But it was a joke. I didn't mean it. Try telling it to God and the judges up there. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. But think of your words now. Remember what we said yesterday. Your words your, in, your, in your mouth are like a loaded gun. Before you pull the trigger, you have the opportunity to choose how to use them and how to direct them and how to express them. Once they are said, it's too late. Think about that. Once the damage is done, it's done. Yes, you can go over to him and say, are you moich me? I'm sorry. And hopefully he will. But at the end of the day, you have no idea the damage of your words. You have no idea what you could be doing. And that's a very, very, very bad thing. Another example Telling hurtful things about someone's family. The Rambam mentions this. To say something about your family, oh, your family, your parents are divorced. That's right? a horrible thing to say. Why would someone say that? Unfortunately, people do these things. Unfortunately, people act this way, right? Or your oh, your husband is so lazy, right? To tell that to a woman, it's a horrible thing to say. Why would you? Maybe he is. But why would a woman need to hear that? Why would you, why would you, you, know, you know, stoke the coals and add fuel to fire? She knows if he's lazy. You're going to say that as well? Come on. People don't realize the actions and the words that they use can cause so much damage. And they say it as a joke. Oh, I heard, uh, oh my gosh, I heard your husband's like a really lazy guy. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't help at home. Why would you say that? Do you know what's going on at home? I'm just giving you random examples. There are many, many different examples, right? Even by the way, to call someone fat... Is a very derogatory statement that I don't believe anyone enjoys hearing, even if he knows he's fat, even if he makes jokes about himself being fat. Nobody likes to hear that. You're going to say that, you have no idea what you're causing. You have no idea emotionally inside what is going on in his brain. You will never know, and you will never know the repercussions of what you're saying. This is dangerous, right? What about pouring salt over an open wound? What if a guy, for example, is having a, a tragedy in his life, or he's going through a hard time, and you say to him, no wonder, all the other areas you do, probably it's because of that. What, what are you saying that for? First of all, we have no idea, and understanding why a person is suffering in this world, and we've spoken in our munishuram about how to deal with suffering, but to say that to someone, and you know, you, you think these examples are like wild, like, oh my gosh, I would never do that. You'll be surprised in the spur of the moment, when you get upset, when you get heated up, and you don't like the guy, you want to give him a good zets, you, people do these things. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. I'll give you another example. A guy walks into Shabbos with a fresh white shirt. Okay? And the guy says to him, Ah, that's a nice shirt. Let's see how long that white shirt stays white for. Okay. Okay. So But you know, I was saying, oh but that's a joke. But, but what is, is, but what are you doing? Ultimately what I'm saying is you're a slob and you don't know how to eat properly and you don't know how to avoid and you don't know how to avoid people <laughs> spilling <laughs> cups of wine on you. Right there are people like that who always seem to bump into the guy that's holding wine. I love this guy. I love them dearly. Anyway, the point is the point is. You understand what I'm saying, right? You understand what I'm saying? Right? You're making a joke, right? He's got his base David sweater on, right? It's fresh. Why? We'll say it much on the website at a different time. Right? He's got his, his, got his white base David, fresh sweatshirt on hoodie. I'm sorry. And um, and, um, and, La maesa. You know, you make a joke. Like, uh, by tomorrow, you'll be in the wash. It's not nice. Okay, it's not nice. You have to, you have to realize. A lot of these things affect people, but you just don't realize it. Let me. We'll take questions. We'll take questions. One second. Couple of more ideas. I might say nicknames. The Gemara. It's interesting. The Gemara goes through the idea of calling someone a nickname. By a nickname, I don't mean, um, I don't mean a shortened name of his Hebrew name. For example, if his name is Rafal and they call him Raf or something like that. Right? Is it Rafal? Right. So, I'm assuming you don't mind, by the way. Do you mind? You don't mind. I'm saying that's what you call yourself, right? Okay. A shortened Hebrew name is fine. But let's say, for example, someone doesn't mind being called Chubby. He doesn't mind. Chunkers? Okay, Chunkers. Whatever. A guy doesn't mind, right? Or, Or, you know, you don't know if a person minds or not, and he may be laughing with you but really and ultimately he's wishing that that joke would not be said right well let's say for example this is really bad by the way people do this they call nicknames for rabbis right there are people like that by the way it's a terrible thing they call nicknames for rabbis now the rabbi might be laughing and saying that's so cute but inside it's like chutzpah like that's what you call me people who do these things generally the rabbis don't like ah. it by the way I'll just it's tell you name that name for you. a thing okay ask, 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 let me can we call it one second, one second let me just let me just finish off of one last minute we'll take questions okay asking someone this is an interesting one by the way asking someone a question that they don't know and you know that they don't know the answer by the way the, the chazal tell us that you're not even allowed to ask a rabbi a question in a sugya that he's not holding in because basically, you're, you're making fun of him. Now, if he's a type of rabbi that knows everything, no problem. Or if you assume he does or he thinks he does, whatever. But if he's a rabbi right now that's holding the sugya, and you're going to ask him on a, on a Rashman Yavomus Kufya Dalit that talks about the sugya, but Rabbi with the keys, for example, right? Right? Which is Paschken Shochan Oroch and Shimon Mem Gimel. So, he doesn't know. So you're asking him, which is not nice, he's going to say, uh, I don't know, be all embarrassed. And that is a nurse to bore him. Wow, I didn't say anything bad about him, anything bad to him, I didn't insult him. That is a People don't have that. You're asking him a question that he does not know you're going to embarrass him. That is a nastrom. Uh, spreading a false rumor is another example. It could also be a tishama, which is terrible. It could kill people. It's a terrible thing to, sp- to spread false rumors. And a person has to realize it's included in a But I said tomorrow there are many, many more examples that I want to get into of things that are simple things that many of us do but it could be included in a I want to take questions.